and welcome to another teaching by 119 Ministries. Our ministry teaches that the whole Bible is true and applicable for our lives today. If you would like to know more about what we believe and teach, please visit us at testeverything.net. We hope that you enjoy studying and testing the following teaching. Globally, Amen, or Amen, or in Hebrew, Amen, is the most well-known Hebrew word. But do we know the meaning? This word comes from the root Amon and means to be firmly planted in place, such as can be seen in Isaiah 22, verse 23, which speaks of a nail fastened to a secure place. And I will fasten him like a peg in a secure Amon place, and he will become a throne of honor to his father's house. The noun form, amen, is used in the biblical text by persons who are affirming a statement. In other words, they are saying, I am firmly agreeing with what has been said. When setting up a tent, you always choose firm soil to drive in your tent pegs so that when the wind blows, the tent pegs will not be pulled out of the ground, collapsing your tent. For example, see Isaiah 22:23, where the word amen is translated as sure in the King James Version. This word is the verb form of the word amen. When we say amen, we are literally saying, I stand firm on this prayer. There exists a recent theory that circulates on Facebook that implies that saying the word amen at the end of prayers is something that we shouldn't do. The thought goes something like this. The word amen is actually the name of an Egyptian god. So when you close your prayer with saying amen, you're actually addressing that prayer to a specific Egyptian god. It is also sometimes mentioned, we can't say the names of other gods, as the scripture says in Exodus 23:12. So let's read it. Be careful to do everything I have said to you. Do not invoke the names of other gods. Do not let them be heard on your lips. Well, there is indeed an Egyptian god whose name may have sounded like the Hebrew word Amen. His name was Amun or Amon. He eventually became known as Amun-Ra which is actually the blending of two deities together as one, Amun and Ra. To our understanding, he became known as the king of the gods and the god of the wind. Research suggests that Amun, or Amon, is not likely pronounced the same as Amen. But all that aside, as mentioned, this was indeed an Egyptian god whose name may have been linguistically close to the Hebrew word Amen. Depending on where you look, some references actually have his name as Amen or Amen-Ra. That all being said, we struggle with the idea of not saying a Hebrew word because it is linguistically similar to something in a pagan religion. Should we not say Torah because Ra is the Egyptian sun god? Should we not say set apart as the meaning of holy or Kodesh because it is also an Egyptian god, Set? If Egypt was to announce today that they have a new god called Shabbat or Shalom, should we erase Shabbat Shalom from the Hebrew language? The point here is that the Torah was written in Hebrew. Other languages may have words that sound something like Hebrew words, and some of those words could even be false gods. Hebrew appears to be the first language of man. The first man, Adam, is a Hebrew name from the Hebrew language. To us, the Torah, the Word, is our foundation, and it was written in Hebrew. The word Amen is in the Torah, with the usage of it being, so be it. 
Why should we allow anyone to remove part of that foundation just because another language may have initially stolen a Hebrew word or accidentally invented a word that may sound like another Hebrew word? What if a nation declared a name of the God for every Hebrew word in existence? Would that mean that we should never speak Hebrew again? Of course not. You can see how silly this becomes when the logic of the argument is extrapolated to its extremes. The Hebrew word for amen is found in many places in the scriptures. For example, Numbers chapter 5. May this water that brings a curse enter your body so that your abdomen swells and your thigh wastes away. Then the woman is to say, Amen, so be it. Then we have the twelve times that it is said in Deuteronomy 27, 15 through verse 26. Cursed is the man who carves an image or casts an idol, a thing detestable to Yahweh, the work of the craftsman's hands, and sets it up in secret. Then all the people shall say, Amen. Verse 16. Cursed is the man who dishonors his father or his mother. Then all the people shall say, Amen. This continues in like manner through verse 26. Here are many other verses where this word is also used. Some examples can be seen here. In our research, we just haven't seen enough evidence to convince us to abandon a Hebrew word that has a specific meaning. Out of fear that Yahweh will mistaken our prayer to him to actually be another deity? If we were speaking the specific language that the foreign god was a part of, then that could have more credibility to the view. But the mere fact that we are using his language and applying it to what it means on his standards, how can the Father take it any differently? If the word of God uses amen, then should a debate of whether or not we should even use the Hebrew word amen in the same manner even exist? Just something to consider. We hope that this teaching has blessed you. And remember, continue to test everything. Shalom. It is because of you, our generous supporters, who make it possible to offer these high-quality teachings completely free of charge. If you feel led to support 119 Ministries so that we can continue this effort, please visit testeverything.net and click on the Support 119 tab. Learn how you can partner with us to take the whole Word of God to the nations.